point playing sticks, I swear to god. going on guys i hope you guys are having a great night again welcome to the negus's corner uh i know i've done these many times in the past before and in different forms but tonight for the first time ever i'm actually doing and running a podcast which i said that i would never do and i'm pretty sure that um if you ask prodigy i've said in the many past that i've never wanted to run one uh but one of the things that i will talk about before we get into everything is the fact of the people that I've asked tonight to join me in some shape or form, I have worked with them before. Not as much maybe for Dude, but um, from Ink TV to GSM, uh, being able to get back up on a mic with Prodigy and Nine really does mean a lot because they are people that I really do respect. Also, Dude. Um, but the, one of the things, as I said before, I was very surprised that Dude even wanted to do this because I, as I said, he hit me up and he was like, yo, if you would like to have somebody as a guest on your podcast and i was like who would be stupid enough to say no so everybody here everybody here i'm happy to have we're going to have some great conversations if you're here for the first time again i have that srb2 dude or they're also known as dude uh what's going on man how you feeling chilling i just told you about the pizza i had it was real spicy feel a little bit dehydrated but i'm doing good so we're I, here. <laughs> I told you, man, I, I, as I said, I, I know about you Jamaicans. I understand that you guys have to put spice on everything, but sometimes spice and pizza don't have to go together, but it's okay. It's okay. I understand. But also we have Dr. Prodigy. How's it going, man? What's going on? How's everything? Uh, things are, things are good. I guess I, I should say, um, I haven't had spicy pizza today. I did have little Caesars. <laughs> so I guess that's oh, wait, something you put little Caesars to your mouth. Hey man, I'm from Michigan, all right? Oh. So like... <laughs> it's the so, nastiest okay. pizza of all time. Look, mid Midwest mid-best, come on now. You Wait, you like, you like Little Caesars also? <laughs> I, listen, six bucks is six bucks, man. That's a hot oh, ready, okay? No. <laughs> I got to feed a shop for $20, man. Like, give no, me a break. no, no. I didn't think we were going to start this way, man. At least Domino's, maybe like even Pizza Hut, but like Little Caesars. Okay. First of all, Little Caesars is better than giving it credit for. Second of all, I never said Little Caesars is good. So I said you put it to your mouth. Really... No, I didn't say anything yeah. about good. Yeah. I said you put it to your mouth. Yeah, well, people eat Panda Express. Like, come on. Like, sometimes <laughs> bad food is what you're craving. Fine, fine. You know what? I'll let you have it. And also, we have nine whole grains. What's going? What's going on, man? How are you doing? Well, now Prod is taking a shot at me, too, because I happen to enjoy Panda Express, but that, I guess, tells you all you need to know about me. Uh, I, too, am dehydrated, not because of spicy food, but because I have both coffee and G Fuel here today to get me through, so uh, we'll, we'll see how this ends up going. If I start twitching partway through, you'll know why. I only have a Gatorade today, I'm not going to lie, uh, but, yo, okay, I'm sorry, I have to, you know... I've realized how spoiled I am living in New York. I'm pretty sure dude feels the same way of living in like, you know, the, the UK of probably having like oh, decent yeah, food. For sure. Bro, the, yeah, I mean, like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I was going to say like, you know, the, food, the foods are right. Like there's, you got like choice of almost everything. Uh, I'm very spoiled on how travel, here, travel is because you can literally get from 
literally any part of London so easily. So, you know, but you guys it must be nice. But Panda Express and little. Let's move on. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> no, go in. Two I, hours of just this. You know, it's funny because we literally had a conversation about the fact that we. I said I was gonna be controlled about this. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold you guys to that. And I'm gonna move on. Actually, I'm not gonna let you guys derail me and talk about the best thing. It's our fault now. I see. Yeah. You guys planned this. You guys sat down and said, "Let's try to bet Negus if he can talk about bagels and pizza on this podcast." And I'm not gonna do it this time. So we're going to move mm-hmm. on and we're going to actually talk about something that's more important and why you guys are all here. Yo, did any of you guys realize that it was, you know, six years of Splatoon? Anybody else? Did anybody catch that? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I, I do. We all I know did, you. Go I did when I saw people talking about how they were 10 years old when they first started playing this game. Bro, like, don't, don't. Uh, oh, man. God. It's so weird no. to think about that. That's, that's yeah. That happened. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> You think about how different the world was six years ago, too. Like, where all of us, I mean, I don't care how old you are, six years, like, I'm a completely different person now than I was when Splatoon came out. And it's so wild to think that one of the few constants in my life has been Splatoon in that time. It's unreal. One of the constants? Wow. I was finishing my first year of graduate school when this game came out. I I was finishing grad school. I just finished college and got my first job. <laughs> wow. I was still in college. So that's Jeez. you gotta be lucky, man. I honestly, as I said, like I was what, twenty-four when I got into this game and I was just like, yo, I feel so old like playing this game. But reason why I bought it was because I didn't buy a Wii U at that time because I was just like, what was the point? And then I saw an ad and I was like, yo, what is this game? I was like, you know, I like weird shooters. And I was You're like, all right. No. Yeah, I was like, yo, it's it's really weird. <laughs> So I was like, I'm, I'm down. Like, I, I, you're a kid now. You're a squid now. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'll, I'll get it because I, I didn't buy a Wii U because I, I was like, there's no point. And I bought that. And I was like, oh, you know, I thought it wasn't going to be that much of a, a time sink. And now six years looking back, I helped with tournaments and played this game religiously. <laughs> and now I'm doing like YouTube content. So like, it, it's such like a major part of my life at this point that I, I, I look at that as like one of my most like, I won't say that it's my most life-changing thing, but it's up there. It's up. Uh, you know what? It is. I, I think. I, I think I would. I could say it is. To be fair, because the amount of people that I've met, the people that like I've gotten, the opportunities that I've gotten, and I know some of you guys are already here have said it, like or will say the same. It's been one of like nine said one of the biggest constants I've had in my life. Who thought gaming was ever going to change their life like this? I, I guess in a very like, I I, had, I I think the craziest thing for me about because like you said we've all had so many like big moments and big groups of people that we've met because of Splatoon. Yeah. I think the craziest thing for me was how quickly it all happened. I I think that's probably the part that'll always stand out to me because I mean the the first land was what a year after the game came out and then less than six months after that, you know there were all these big tournaments. I felt like I knew a thousand new people or something like that. And everything just hit the ground running so quickly. Like that's always, it's, it's been six years and it feels like it's been like six decades. It it just feels like it's unbelievable to me how much stuff has happened and how quickly it's happened. And maybe that's just online communities as a whole, but I mean, it's, it's stunning. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? No. (laughs) 
it's 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 kind of weird to think about it's I, I put it in like anime terms we're currently in the splatoon arc of of my life and i, I guess all of our lives right um and you know it's it's a long it's a long running arc apparently because it's, it's six <laughs> years um but yeah like you know i i the, re the reason why i was interested in this game is because there was a game on the wii that I thought Nintendo could have done a lot better, and so I was really excited to see how gyro controls and motion controls um, would would work. And that and that game on the Wii was was the conduit. I loved that game. That game was sick. And, really? Uh, yeah. And the conduit two came out, and when the con as part of the conduit two, you could even buy like this like speaker phone, like plug into your Wii to talk to others. And I bought it and never plugged it in, never used it. And that'll be irrelevant to discussion for, for later today. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then, you know, Splatoon came out. It didn't even have the ability to do private battles when it, when it first launched. And that went from, from that to um, the team that I coached winning the first big Western tournament that was ever put on. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey for sure. And yeah, most definitely, like it's. I mean, it's so much just happens during the six years too. Like, I mean, at least for me personally, it's like completely changed my life. Because, like, I mean, when I think about it, uh, I guess six years ago, I was literally just a person with not a lot of direction in life. I guess so. It's like, you know, it's kind of hit me hard that. <laughs> A game has changed my life so significantly to the point where it's like, you know, it's where, like, I have all my friends here now. I spend most of my time here. And now I do my work for it, too. It's just like, it's, yeah, it's it's so crazy just to, like, put that into perspective, I guess. So, it, as again, as I said, it's a major part of, like, everybody's life at this point in time that's still in the scene. I would say like a lot of people have very big memories with this game uh you know just many tournaments land, like just obviously lands online tournaments different groups of people that may have affected you so i'm happy again about splatoon i i'm, I'm hoping that you know we have more on the horizon I, I don't know what it's gonna be like i don't know where i'm gonna be at you know maybe like four or five years from now with the game personally but it's very interesting that like you know there's more to continue we're going on to a third game at this point in time Obviously, we're going to talk about that later, obviously. Um, and yeah, I'm, again, I never thought that a game with squids jumping out of ink would <laughs> keep my interest for, for six years and cause me to throw jugs of water around my room. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll leave that alone, but we'll move on to another topic. Uh, so... I know a lot of a lot of people were like confused about it. They saw it on Twitter um, from Nintendo, basically talking about Nintendo. Well, I put it as Nintendo support supporting esports question mark. But a lot of people may have saw that they are partnering up with Play Versus, right? And basically, yes. here we go. I can throw this up on the screen. Uh, basically, we're excited to share an official partnership with Play Versus that will make Smash Brothers Ultimate and Splatoon officially recognized varsity athletics at participating high schools beginning in fall 2021. Learn more, including how to join the waitlist today. So I just wanted to ask you guys, what did you guys think about this? What were your first reactions to this? Um, and you know what? I'll start off with nine on this one because 
since it's like you know it deals with athletics we'll, we'll throw it to you De oh it deals with athletic that's why you're throwing it to yeah, me. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay okay sure um so i i guess the my immediate reaction first of all was i was kind of stunned but then it yeah. made a lot of sense um I i'm still stunned let me back up there uh this is i think from the play versus perspective you know passing anything by the you know monolith that is the american educational system i think is is a huge deal yeah. i mean if you think about how difficult it is to get anything done in let's say the ncaa for yes. instance and then you go even further down into high schools it is even more difficult and i i think the the really interesting thing is that you know this can't have been something that nintendo decided to do lightly um no. i i saw some kind of just I, I just saw some people saying yeah this is their like low investment uh or like them like doing the minimum and i don't really see it that way do people not um, know high school I sports apparently they didn't man uh <sighs> apparently not all i'm saying is uh you know if i could have lettered in splatoon in high school um i would have been picked on because you know <laughs> that's where i'm from but i would have done it anyway and i would have gotten picked on anyway but i would have done it i don't know i yeah well thank you that that makes me feel a little bit better um but no i think that the real like big takeaway for me is that nintendo's always going to opt to go with the institutional approaches right they want to know that whatever it is that's being controlled is in the hands of really really big institutions because they they want the control and if they can get that control by selling rights to a third party that they trust it gives them a way to do that without them necessarily having to do a ton of the legwork themselves. And that's not particularly uncommon. Um, pretty much every stream that you all see is done that way for any big esports event. An esports event contracts out the rights to it to a different vendor. They put on the broadcast, so on and so forth. Um, so I think the big surprise for me was that it was such a big step. Like that is, at least as I see it, an attempted investment in something that's really, really big. And yes. um, yeah, I was just really stunned. And the other thing is that I think is kind of, I want to say lost on people, but it's an investment in the future of the game without an, being a direct investment in the competitive scene. And I think that's a really interesting way to go about it too, because, and that's, I don't know, it's it's a very interesting approach to it, but I also feel like it's a very Nintendo approach, if that makes sense. Yep, 110%. I can't disagree with you on that one prodigy yeah i mean um nine's right control is is a huge huge part of nintendo's interests um i think it always has been and my guess is that it probably will be for a very very long time until some significant change in leadership happens at the company as a whole um so yeah not not at all surprised um the actual idea and concept of what they're doing, I, I really like, I really love. The execution and maybe the partnership itself, that's where I kind of start to have my doubts cre creeping in. Why? Um, can you yeah, explain Yeah, I can, I can elaborate a little bit. So so when I finished my, my PhD, uh, gosh, two years ago, um, so 2019, uh, towards the end of 2019, and I was looking for jobs, 
um, I ended up looking for jobs in esports, and there actually are quite a few different leagues and organizations and associations in in the in the U.S. that actually run high school, countrywide um, esports athletics, essentially. And so they set up little divisions at different schools all across the country and have them compete against each other and so on and so forth. Uh, let's just say that Play Versus was not one of the big name players in that field, at least mm. in my time of, of doing research into it. So it feels like to me that if this is the route that they could have, that they wanted to do or were interested in doing, they probably could have gone with someone bigger or better. But Grant, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, behind the doors conversations that we'll never know about. So, yep. you know, there, there may be actual logical reasons for doing what they're doing, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, a reoccurring trend where it's like, wow, really great idea, Nintendo. Just wish you executed it way better, <laughs> type of thing. Hopefully, hopefully it's not the case for this. Because again, like the idea is really cool, and I think it's really solid. And I really hope that it 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 really shows the type of reach this game truly has or yeah. could have. And I think ultimately that's like the biggest thing. Like if you can get this into schools, like high schools all across the country, um, that's that's significant. That's really really significant. Dude, anything? Right. So I'm British, and I don't really understand how this kind of stuff works. So I'm, from what I saw, I'm guessing it's like, all right, we are bringing Splatoon, and we are going to have people learn how to play the game, and then we're going to let these people from school to school brawl out with each other. That's, that's how it is, right? Essentially, yes. Essentially, yes. All right. That's cool. That's really, really cool. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, you you made it sound cooler. I will say that you made it sound cooler than yes. it's probably gonna. <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's like that, I mean, that's I personally I think that that's that's pretty cool because it's like um, I mean, first it shows people about the game who never even heard of it, and like second, you're playing a video game during a high school, and I probably you you could probably use that sort of thing on like a. What they call it again? Jeez, I'm having a brain fart. Your um, resume? That's it. <laughs> you could probably put something like that on your resume just because, like, you did this at high school because it makes you seem more interesting and all that type of stuff. So, you know, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and it's, a, it's a club. I'm not going to lie to y'all, man. Y'all are downplaying this. Besides, dude, you guys, are, I don't <laughs> think you understand, like, how much of, like, the fact that I understand you may look at, like, how they, you know, enacted it or how it's going about, but, like, the fact that video games, are going to be in high school like could you imagine like going after school like seriously back then if like they did this for melee right could you imagine going after school and being like yeah i gotta go practice melee after class like that i'm sorry guys <laughs> like yeah you, you know i wish i can go hang out and play basketball but like i gotta go practice splatoon too like my team is actually going <laughs> we're going we're going across country actually we made it to we made it we made it past states and now we're going to go play the top team in america Whoa, 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 That's whoa! So cool. Who said anything about states? You know what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm just putting, I'm putting it. And that's, and that's what I mean, though, is that like okay. right now, it's just the idea of like forming these connections between okay. school to school. But like, let's like, that's what I want to see. Like, I want to see the actual execution of okay. it and see how much play versus is actually able to go out and do um, with with either Nintendo approval or Nintendo support. Either one's ultimately good. Um, so that's like, that's what I, that's what I want to see. Cause right. Like, you know, I, 
I was a nerd. I was in Science Olympiad in high school, and there was one year where um, how how it was structured is that if you do well enough in regionals, you go to states. If you're one of the top two teams in the entire state, you go to nationals. And going to nationals was such a big deal that if you won an event on the national level, the school that the, the university that was hosting it would often offer you a full ride scholarship. So like. If it grew to that level, of course, like that's really cool, and you like you need these building blocks to reach something of that yeah. level eventually. But like, you know, like I said, I support the idea. I just want to, I want to see some of the execution of it. Let me just say, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. Even if it's like, say, for instance, if it stays at a local level, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like a lot of kids would be hyped just to even have that. Um, even even yeah. in my mindset, if I'm thinking of like, if I was playing against like the kids across town or whatever it is, because that's that's what most kids sports are anyway like a lot of people aren't going to go to like the highest level obviously but all i'm saying is video games in high school guys like could you like seriously seriously like like your parents used to be like yo this is a waste of time and now possibly if any of you have kids they're gonna be telling you like yo uh hey dad i i have uh i have practice after school can you pick me up later i'm practicing like you know splatoon 4 like my team is uh, like has has a game like can, can, could you imagine that like and that's like the timeline that we're actually about to see like for, for for us boomers it sounds really cool right because it's like we're all we're all older people that haven't been in high school for a while but like <laughs> fortnite is in high school right now like minecraft is in high school okay, there's that's, already that's, these th- that's cool to me i don't know i'm sorry no, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it is cool, but at the same time, that it also goes to show that, like, Splatoon's a little bit behind the trend, right? Like, okay. some of these things have actually already existed here in the U.S. for, 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 for a few years now. That and obviously, um, you know, just being perfectly upfront, you know, not every school district and certainly uh, is going to have access to this stuff. I would imagine it's the more well-off stuff. So, like, even then, even though it's across the country, it's like you still have to be in very specific areas. But Splatoon, theoretically, is a lower cost entry than maybe some other games yeah. right so so that that could that could play into its favor um so you never really know how to play out but i think even just in general like getting opportunity like if you go to a school and you can pick between like fortnite or rocket league or like smash bros or splatoon 2 suddenly it's on the same level as other those other titles right like you have that choice and you're being compared to fortnite and rocket league that's really that's really really cool mm-hmm. and say I, I think the other part of this that's interesting is like the difference between club and varsity sport, I think is like a really, really important distinction here because every like even way, way back when I was in high school, we were playing Brawl then, not Melee, but uh way back then, you know, we did have also... a video game we, we had a video game club at the time, but it was not like a varsity event you know it wasn't it didn't have nearly the same spectacle or same backing so that's the part that was most curious to me like if this was branded as you know an initiative to bring like splatoon and smash to schools across america you know that would have been one thing but the fact that like in the official like announcements varsity sport was used like that's 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 a huge deal and i think that that's like to me that shows the intent and of course, the execution will be the most important part of it. But I, I think that that part of the intent is the interesting part because esports, the one portion of it that I think is still difficult, is the pipeline still isn't really there when mm. you compare it to other sports. I mean, you go to Pop Warner and then you know Little League and then 
junior high, high school, college, NFL, you know, if you went all the way up, there really isn't that same pipeline currently. You like get discovered, you enter a random tournament, you make content, you make it big, you turn 30 and you leave. Like that's kind of the general flow here. <laughs> but so like the pipeline of loving the game to being a fan of the game, to being a competitor in the game, to then becoming pro content creator, so on and so forth, isn't really established yet. So the fact that a step is being taken here, and I know it's not, this isn't the first time this has been done, but like to see Nintendo take that step or at least throw their hat in the ring there, I think was, I mean, I, I was frankly blown away by it. Um, that's, it was I mean, unexpected it's to be the, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so the question I have to ask you is like, you know that the same time that that happened was the rumors for like, you know, the Switch Pro. So like anybody like have like, you know, their, their, their like, you know, tinfoil hats or ready to be like, yo, is like Nintendo ready for competitive? Like, are they about to like drop like a bomb and be like, yo, so like we have something around the corner. Anybody ready to go that length or are we just gonna leave that alone? I don't think the Switch Pro has anything to do with anything of their esports initiatives. Personally. <laughs> Not I having fun with that one. Give me one. Give me a single piece of evidence to suggest otherwise. <laughs> like, I, I, just I, I, I want you. To, I want you to know. I'm. I'm not really serious. I like. I'm just joking with this one. But I. I really was just like, is there a possibility? And I was just like, no. There. There. There really isn't. But I was just like, come on. It would be fun. It would be amazing. It was. It was the same day, so I was like, maybe. All right, so we'll leave. As I said, we'll leave that one alone. I, I'm, I, as I said before, I'm really excited to see high school, you know, Splatoon two like games or whatever matches. However, it is, can imagine somebody getting a, a varsity jacket for Splatoon. That that's actually kind of crazy in my in my mind. But we're gonna move on. And the next topic, as I said, uh, we are gonna talk about TASL, which is having their All Star event, which I believe is Saturday tomorrow at one p.m. EDT. Uh, they also announced the players for, you know, the who are who's going to be in it. They have the first teams, second teams, and third teams. First teams being, I can actually, I actually have that right here. Uh, let me set this up better. But first teams being, uh, you have Team NA, Kyo, Bagel, Versi, and Ice. And then first team, Team EU, Kiver, Noctis, Obito, and Brian. And then... For your second teams, you have Team NA, Shaq, Chara, Ant, Biscuit, and then Team EU, Gray, Volti, Sendow, and Hypnos. For the third teams, you have Bran, Jared, Domo, and Power, and third team EU, Wadsom, Nylon, Terra, and Kaiji. So I have to ask you guys, uh, what are your thoughts about this whole uh, all-star situation? Any at oh, all. Whoa, get out of the way. I'm getting out of the way. Look, here comes Prada. <laughs> He's a coming. It's a running. Prada, right, you, you can start. Prada, you can start. I told you guys I was going to try to keep my mouth shut about this. Why are you setting me up like this? <laughs> Prada, you go ahead. What, what do you have to say? Uh, I am not a fan of this particular tassel format. Um, there's just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, like, for example, you're going to call it All-Stars, but dude's not even in the voting. You're going to call it, you know, NA versus EU, but in actuality, you're kind of just making up random teams based off of a popularity contest. 
it, it just, I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. Well, I think it'll be a fun event. Sure. Well, I think people will enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, I think there'll be a lot of pointless trash talk always. There but was. like, yeah, there already had, there already was, and there will be, but like, I, I don't know. It's, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me personally. I, um, I'm trying to be really nice here. <laughs> like I'm really <laughs> trying. Uh, and like, and even some of the teams, Bran, third team, NA, give me a fucking break. That guy's easily first team, like easily. So and did, that's kind of the issue with vote? the whole format. Did you vote? Oh, yeah, I voted. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, about me, I will rail on things that I think deserve to be railed on. I will be vocal. I will say, we can do better. You can do better. We can be better. I'm still going to participate because at the end of the day, that's the reason why I say those things is because I care. It's, and I want to show off, you know, what we can do and the, and the cool things that, that the community is doing. So yeah, I voted. I think it was dumb, but I voted. <laughs> Nine. You said you wanted to get um, out of the way, so I have to bring you in, in uh, it. Yeah, sure. So, um, <laughs> I, I think that an event like Tassel All-Stars was needed um in the sense that we're in a lull and have been for a little while yeah. and then i think that splatoon 3's announcement it in a way reignited the hype but also doubled down on the lull because now a lot of people I, i'm hearing the discussion of i'll just wait until splatoon 3 oh yeah well i'll reform it i'll no. get, hop back on the team when splatoon 3 comes out so i i think that in the sense of this being a fun event that gets a lot of you know, strong players and big personalities together, I, I think is is good. And I will take it 10 times out of 10 compared to the usual offerings, which is memes that I'm too old to understand, Twitter banter, is squid bagging okay for the 50th time? <laughs> and, and, you know, and people streaming scrims. And I love watching scrims, but, you know, I, I just think that if nothing else, you know, a, a lot of work went into this too. And I guess full disclosure here, um, I am sort of Tassel staff, not really. I'm more of like part of the creative team. Um, so I see the work that goes into it like on the back end. And, you know, this, this came from a, a place of wanting to give people something to watch, to build up a little spectacle and, you know, kind of keep people engaged and excited. So in that sense, I think it's fine. Um, I think it's fun. Uh, I didn't vote, so uh, <laughs> take of that what you will. <laughs> well, you, you get a pass because you're staff, so that, that's that's fine. Well, you're sort yeah. of staff, but whatever. Close enough. Yeah, I, I'm staff enough to uh, dodge all of the uh, blame, but uh, also hide behind it as a shield. So I walk that tightrope very carefully. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> all right, so, dude, anything? Yeah, uh... I mean, I got a couple of, I mean, I think the event is, it's, it's, it's good to always see to have like an all-star event like this and all that type of stuff. Uh, yeah, I was in the first hassle. Didn't get, no one said anything to me, unfortunately. Kind of sad, not gonna lie, but it's fine. I mean, I don't really care. Um, but it would have been nice to play. <laughs> No. Well, hold on. <laughs> Wait, gentlemen, gentlemen, there are four of us here, right? Yeah. There are four yes. of us here. Yeah. Are we going to crash? 
So are we going to be the NAEU hybrid team? Yeah, they're going to be, yeah. Yeah, there's a real winner to face off. This is face off against us, the secret, you know, the secret champion of the Elite Four. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want me. Dude, dude wants a chance. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean... I... Hey, I'll farm armor well, for I, dude. Like I, I, I look. I, I think the event is cool and all. I mean, you know, I, I think it's great uh, that you know people are getting to play and like you know, big up do this huge event and all that type of stuff. And people are probably people are definitely gonna watch it because uh, currently now like Tassel's pretty big. Uh, it's like known by most people in the comp scene. Um, it would have been, in my opinion, I think it would have been. Probably could have been even bigger if you have like if you have like the mix of comp players and like content creators at the same time. Wow, it would probably like it would it, because of the. I think the comp players are cool and all, and it's great. But currently, right now, not a lot of them have much of a platform to really sell this event, and it's not, we're not really selling anything, but to actually push it out there. And a lot of content creators now, they have so much reach, so much viewership, so much, so much, a lot of things. And I'm pretty sure a lot of them would actually be very open into actually joining in something like this. If you merge those two together and just, you know, big it up, like have half comp, half content, whatever, uh, you could, you could be looking at a really huge Splatoon event, a huge all-star event. So like you get a... Go on. No, no, I was just going to say, so you know what this sounds like? It sounds like creating yeah, our no. own, yeah, Twitch rivals, basically. It sounds like, like that's what I, you're saying. I'll step in here and say that uh, Firetail events, as they, yes, do with most, as they do with most everything in the scene, has beaten everybody to the punch once again. But because they're in Australia, uh, nobody knows about them. Yeah, they invited a bunch of big, big content creators, put them with their competitive players, and put on a, a really, really fun event, a very well-run event that was marketed very well towards the Australian scene. And yeah, I mean, to dude's point, it went over extremely well. Um, Prod got his viral moment. My oh, team yeah. went 0-3, and almost as it should be. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think I think GSM did technically do something somewhat similar. Um, that was a LAN, yes. It was in person, yeah, though. That's why. Yeah. Like, at an LAN event. But yeah, it was like it was like a mix of like content creators and competitive players. Um all all in New York City. There was a little bit of other weird things there in terms of like the format. Like there was not set teams. Like each round there was like a team captain and, and like they drafted their team. So you could so each round of the tournament you'd be playing with a completely different people. So there was a little bit of weird things there, but like I would say overall the event was still fun and probably um, a success. I, I was no longer part of GSM by the time that event was ran, so I don't know the mm. specifics. But, um, but yeah, like I, I completely agree. I think that would have been a better format, especially if um, the idea was to really kind of incentivize activity in Splatoon 2 and not waiting for Splatoon 3. Because um, like even even... Uh, just to reiterate, like even though I, I think the overall idea is kind of dumb, it's like I'm still going to support it. It's still be, being done because of good reasons and for things that are that needed to be done. I'm just a stickler for I, I have I have a high bar when it comes to running events because I know what people can can achieve in this scene, and I always want people to reach that bar. That's fair. That's Honestly, that's same. that's fair. 
I mean, uh, to piggyback off what Dude's saying, I mean, could you imagine a team with obviously you, you won't have the same people, but you could have like Jay Moji with a bunch of people, McMillian. I, I always butcher her name, but um, you can have a lot of those people, and that would that would skyrocket a lot of our events. Like that would get all probably, those YouTube people involved. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, would we, skyrocket. We have huge people in the scene already, and they've like huge people who willingly come and interact with the competitive scene too. Yeah. I mean, Failboat used to be a mainstay on commentary for us. And the yeah. dude, has he hit a million yet? He's, He's about, about to. to. Yeah. He's about to. He exploded. Yeah. yeah. I saw him doing stuff with like people like Ludwig. Oh, which yeah. is just oh, like wow. insane to me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he, was, he was playing Mario Party with Ludwig and some other people. I was just like, damn, dude. Let's That's go, Failboat. insane. One last thing I will say about this topic, because um, I, I know I see you. Yo, people like me, Kbot, I'm going to let you know right now. I see your voting format. I open it and I close it. I tried. <laughs> I like and it's not even like as I said, I I it's I want to support, but I am so lazy that it is not funny. And if I see something like that, I open it, I was like, "All right, I see Kyo. I'm going to click him." And then I was just like, "Nope. Sorry. X." And I was just like, yeah, this is this is hard. So um, I would just say for people like me that are extremely lazy and I understand like you guys did a great job. I'm not saying it like that, but understand that I am I am that person that is extremely lazy. And if it isn't A, B and C and I just click and that's it, I'm I'm literally just going to press X on it. So, yeah, great job. I just wanted to give you guys a shout out on that. Just just know that like there are uh, hundreds of people like me. That will do that also. So we're going to move on, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, to another topic. And I'm just going to let you guys know that basically um, one of our favorite, uh, you know, comp players and has a very great, you know, Twitter personality and uh, uh, Twitch streams. If you ever gone to them before, I, I will tell you right now, I want you guys before I even say this, bully these top players and make them. <laughs> Make them content creators. Tell them every single day that you want them to be YouTubers, that they, that they should do more in general. Bully them. Literally bully them. So Kyo took the Twitter and he asked basically, uh, let me actually pull that up before uh, I start going into it. Do you want to win? Do you want to actually win? Or do you want people to say you're good at the game? And basically, I asked him because I wanted a little bit more clarity on this because I didn't want to just take his words out of nowhere. Um, and let me actually play that for you. Hopefully, it's not too low. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping. Um, and he also had a couple of other words to say because I didn't want to um, misconstrue what he was saying. So here we go. Let's see if it's loud enough because he did this off his phone. So like, I made that tweet saying, uh, like, do you want to win? Or uh, do you want people to think you're good at the game? And I feel like I had to interpret it like wrong a lot from a lot of people. They're like, uh, uh, can't you can't why can't you do both? Like I just want to have fun or whatever. Like uh, I wasn't really giving like a I don't know it's this or this. I guess it's like a if the question doesn't apply to you, then don't answer it type of thing. But it, it was mostly for like the people like the the higher up. I guess the, like the attorney placers, like the like the people who are close to like winning the attorneys. Like at some point. I think um at least like strategy wise or like i don't know it's like always posting like clips and shit or whatever or like streaming literally every scrim like before like a big tourney or whatever it's like do you just want like a recognition from like the people like on twitter or whatever like 
you want to get your like quick little clout from like on a I hit four H three burst on a row or whatever the fuck or like do you want to win the game like I don't know a lot of people stray away from like strategies like that like timing people out or whatever and like rainmaker games and shit like that I don't know it, it was like a quick put together thing it was like I feel like a lot of people play for like their Twitter audience of guys my mechanics are insane instead of the alright team let's try to win the fucking match type of thing you know alright so just to let you guys know as I said I always appreciate Keo he does a lot uh, when I, whenever I ask for him for like questions or just help in general he did want to just clarify a little bit more um, so just to basically clarify just to make sure nobody messes up on what he was saying and I'll let you guys get at it don't worry um so when I team completely when I team completely counter strats to your comp or play style, you just continue to play the same thing into it and lose. Like if you have nothing prepared, unlucky, really. But if the, if they scrim, um, scrim your scrim your stuff and repeatedly, I don't know. Maybe changing something would be intelligent. Be be gentle the entire time up until the last possible moment, and then just slaps you across the face. Let me let me, let me finish. It, it, it gets better. Oh, like <laughs> like FTW used to be be hard countered by by Radiance playing two times armor, a Stingray installing. So we drop K Machine against them. Played a second armor for for the Ray we have. Try Slasher burst bombs to break armor. Try is reliable. Meanwhile, H three isn't. And is low mobility and can tra and can trade the Enzap K shop type weapons, and we have CDS or VDS, I guess, because Cloud is too expensive and missiles are broken versus campy teams. Uh, <laughs> that heavily outranges the the two smaller shooters they have. They have a, a rapid now, I guess, but I think that weapon blows. Who cares? Previous point still stands. <laughs> Our protagonist, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I got a, I got the okay to read this, by the way. So I don't think that I he didn't tell did. me. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I'm a, I'll let you project start. I'll let, dude, let's hear it from you. As I said, you're somebody that's won before in the past. So I'll, I'll start with you on this one. I mean, I can't, I can't say anything other than that that is beautifully put. Because... <laughs> I'm thinking the exact same thing, so I, I, get, I fully get what Kyo's describing. Dude, you think Rapid Blaster is bad? Is that what this is all about? It's it's it's, it's alright, but it's not it's not that great. <laughs> I mean, the, given the comp, it's it's pretty good. Like as long as you got a lot of paint to 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 let it roam and do whatever it wants to do, then yeah, it's, sure, it's cool. But you know. I mean, I think he makes a really good point though, because um, I really don't think a lot of teams actually do what he did. I mean, even though it sounded so degenerate, but it, it's it's like, <laughs> sorry, Joe. <Kyo. laughs> it's it's what's it called? It's like it's good to make notes on how you fare against different weapons or how you fare against different team comps and all that type of stuff, like. If you know certain thing affects your team comp or like missiles because you are too campy and you don't you don't bother to move or anything like that, then you know it's it's good to like make those points because it allows your team at least to 
think about it like all right when we ever we see this uh in a team or if uh if we're going against a team and we have this then we can completely abuse that and uh use that to our advantage so you know i think that's 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 good to have and i don't think a lot of people really do that enough so Okay. Also, all right fair you know what i was trying to hold him back just a little bit because i could see him dancing he's ready to go prodigy go ahead man. No, no 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 no. i gotta go last oh fine I nine go nine you oh. got it nine you got it then wow. okay sure sure all right well put in the forefront so kyo as, as a player right he has many many gifts many finely honed skills over his nine thousand plus hours in this game but what i will always say is his greatest gift is his ability to just sift through all of the bull. Like, his ability to simply look at a situation and say, huh, that didn't work, let me try something else. And that's it! Like, there's no pride in this weapon, there's no pride in looking cool, it's, this didn't work, let's try something else. And I think that it's, I, I do consider it, like, almost a gift to block out a lot of that stuff, because his point about his point about do you want to look good for twitter yeah like i want people to say i'm cool i want people to say i'm good at the game i want to get online see somebody put 400 likes on my tweet of my cool rapid blaster pro play that i made like i yes can that I, is part of it can I, I i have fun i have fun playing the game and i like it when other people think that what i'm doing is also fun like that's just natural but like i and this is goes for so many other like athletes in so many other endeavors there it comes a simple point when you have to be able to block that out and simply recognize and perceive what's going on in the game and be willing to make adjustments and it doesn't have to be something as insane as you know changing an entire team comp sometimes it's not the kit sometimes you have to make a small adjustment and a fun story here about ft win to kyo's point about you're streaming your scrims the day before a show. I've told this story before, but I don't know if many people know about it. 2019, at the Splatoon 2 World Championships, I go over to talk to Shaq and ask him how he's doing. They're doing VOD reviews. Shaq closes the laptop when I'm walking over. And I'm like, hey, what, what's going on? What are you guys doing over here? Like, why are you shutting this down? And he was like, well, we're, we're VOD reviewing, Nine. I can't show you. And I was like, I joked, and I was like, oh, do you think I'm going to, like, sell your secrets to Europe or something? And he was like, I'm sorry, I can't show you. Just stoned face. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. But, like, that's the intensity that they approach this sort of thing with. And, I, you know, maybe that was just Shaq having a, having a good time. I don't entirely know. But I think the point is, like, when you really want to win, and that's your mindset, I think there are certain portions of the greater ecosystem around the game that you can kind of put blinders on and avoid um and i think that that's part of mentality that doesn't really get talked about enough i think a lot of people look at mentality as you lose but you get up again and you try again and i think that sometimes a good mentality is simply being able to see the game and realize that your objective in the game is to win and try to think about ways to win the game um and it's you know, it's not as easy as it sounds, so I hope I'm not making it sound easy. That's one of the reasons why Kyo has been so good for so long, is he's got an uncanny ability to do just that. You know, can I also add, like, uh, Kyo's, like, one of the only people that I always notice there, like, if he sees that something's good, he's gonna go ahead and use it. 
like I think he's actually said something on Twitter about like people complaining about X weapon being too good and or anything like that. But it's just like he's the one that's standing up and being like, why aren't you using it then? I mean, he's completely right. It's just like if something's really really good, then you should be using it. No, it just makes. I mean, it's so simple, but it just it's just how things are, especially with meta. Like it's just you know it's just how it is. Like there's no point complaining about. Oh, this is so awful. This is so bad. When you're not using it, you like. I don't know. I think he's like one of the greatest people to do that. So, <laughs> Prodigy, you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. If there was one thing, I, if there was one thing to rant about, it would probably be this topic. <laughs> Go ahead. Um. So just to preface this, so the, so the second part of Kios tweet, the follow up um, to his question, it states that uh, you know there is no um right answer which is true right do you actually want to win or do you just want people to make you feel good about yourself no matter which one you pick there nothing there's no right answer there's no wrong answer here like whatever you want is fine but just be fucking honest to yourself and i don't know if this is I genuinely don't know this. I don't know if this is an issue with specifically just within the Splatoon or if other esports had to go through this same type of issue. But I think there, especially at the top, there are way too many people that think that they actually want to win. But in reality, they just want to be known as good at the game. And that's what actually motivates them. I think plus one is a very, very good example of this because people. And the plus server in general, not just people in plus one, but in plus two and people outside of the plus server, all that stuff. You know how many tired conversations you used to have on podcasts about is plus one good for the scene? Is it bad for the scene? All that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like people cared about that because they wanted to be in it to look good, not because they actually were good, not because they actually wanted to win. People sell themselves an idea that they actually want to win, but they don't want to actually do the work to put into it. Instead, they just want the recognition. They want to go see, post a clip, quad and FTW, by the way, like all that stuff that was going around like a year oh ago. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, like it drives me <laughs> nuts. That was the and, golden era. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, for the, for the people that know me um, and like know my background, like I have always been one of those people that advocates for actually wanting to win. But at the same time, I've also been at, always want to advocate of if you're making a team, the very first thing you should do when you want to make a team is sit down as a group and ask each other, what is your goal? What do you want to do? And do your goals align with my goals? Because if, if they align, great, let's fucking do this. If they don't, let's have a conversation about it. Maybe there's some common ground. Maybe there isn't. Maybe we should go our different ways. Because... If you take two people that actually want to win and you pair them with two people that say they want to win, but in actuality, they just want to feel good about themselves, which is, again, perfectly okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The end result is not going to be winning because there are different motivations going on there. There's different rationales, different things that drive these people. Again, totally okay. It's just not going to achieve that result. NA is plagued by this. I think EU is plagued by this by a certain level. Plus one's plagued by this. It is a very big issue. And I think what even pisses me off a little bit more about it is that the people that actually do want to win, if they, if, if I say, I, I think Deep Blues is actually a pretty good example of this. Deep Blues 
really wanted to actually win. And when I came onto the team and really tried to help restructure things to make that happen, it was, I remember when Deep Blues used to be a fun team and then Prodigy joined. <laughs> like, people actually said that about me. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm just trying to help my teammates achieve their goals. Right, right. Like, and but because we didn't win, because we didn't actually get to the level that we wanted to, we were we got villainized by the people that were in the other camp. It's like it doesn't have to be this like war with each other. Just be honest with each other. That's fine. Like, there's again, there's no wrong answer here. But I think if you really want to achieve these things, just be honest with yourself. Like, be it, It's not hard. It really isn't. It really is not. Wow. Be honest with yourself. So are you saying that the whole entire scene is just not honest about what they want out of the game? That's not the entire scene, but I would definitely say the majority. And I, and I would say, um, just to clarify, like, again, like I bring up plus one or the plus server in general is like a really good example of this, mm. but it's not the plus server's fault. It's not necessarily like the server itself. It's, the pe it's how people utilize the server. Utilize it, that, okay that really create this type of issue. And it's not just in the plus server. People do the same thing in playing solo. Like they, they don't play solo. Like if the number one reason why people hate solo is because they go into solo trying to feel good about themselves. If you go into solo trying to feel good about yourself, you're going to hate it because it's solo queue. It's almost impossible to feel good about yourself playing solo queue. <laughs> but if you go in saying, I actually want to win, then you would recognize, well, if I actually want to win, my goal is not to win this game. It is to improve as a player, regardless of whether the win or loss happens. Mm -hmm. Because then I take that and I build upon it and I have a path forward. I can feel that progress and I can make steps to reach my goal. And there's a completely different train of thought there. And that, again, I'm not saying this one's the right way. I am just making it very clear that the thought process and the desires, the motivations, the things you should look forward or look towards or consider is just different on those two different paths. That is mm. all I am saying. And But people confuse them. They think they're the same thing, and they're not. Everything you said is fair. Uh, like, I'm just going to say one thing about the fact that, like, you know, Keo is somebody... He's one of the players that has definitely adapted and has shown that he has had the ability to adapt to whatever is thrown at him um, and do it at a high level and then be able to win. So I would obviously say that, like, you probably should listen to what he's saying if he's telling you that, like, you know, you guys need to pay attention to how you're playing and, like, why you're playing it. And, you know, basically, if you want to win, stop looking for clout. It's funny because the thing is, like, you get it automatically for winning, no matter what it is. Like, no matter who the player is, like, you are going to get, like, everybody knew, like, say back in the day when, when Dude was Splatoon 1, everybody knew that he was, like, freaking amazing at the game. Dude didn't tell anybody, and, like, there were, like, you know, people talking about the Dude rules. Like, if you're by yourself, don't attack Dude. And that was something that was just built off of his gameplay. So, like, obviously, yes, there was the fact that he put his stuff on YouTube, too. No, 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 no point in that. But even say, for instance, people that didn't seek for it, I would say like a lot of the SCDX players, like who, like Hexen, like people didn't even know who he was until like how long. But once he started winning, he's literally grafted into the scene. Like, you know exactly who, who he is because of how many times he's won. So I feel like as long as you're able to like be adaptable or if you're able to like, you know, basically follow along with why you're trying to play the game, not for clout, I feel like you'll succeed. Um, if I'm wrong, let me know, but I feel like there's some success in like just trying to win and you'll get your clout later on.
So if anybody else has anything to say, I'll move on from this topic. But I do think that Kyo's like heart is in the right place in this. So yeah, so we're gonna move on. I do want to hit on to this one because I feel kind of uh, impressed that I was actually able to spark something on on Twitter for once in my life about like Splatoon because you know that does not happen to me every once in a while unless like you know I yell and scream at somebody on 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 Twitch. But besides that, um, lately, lastly, I talked about the fact that yo, does Splatoon need voice chat? We have somebody in here that's oh, yeah. just gonna automatically say yes. And without even thinking about this situation of what it will do to the game and what it will do to Twitter. But for some reason, there are a lot of people in this scene, even though I put out a poll and asked if people wanted voice chat in Splatoon. And they all oh, yeah. said Twitter no. Twitter polls are super accurate. It wasn't by the Twitter. Way. It was, Twitter it was, it was the, YouTube. It was YouTube. Okay. Even, even better. YouTube <laughs> comments, YouTube polls, the pinnacle of reliable data. I knew, you, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. I was trying to bait you into it. Um, yeah. so can you guess who said, can you guess who said yes amongst this group? <laughs> <laughs> so I will let Prodigy start this one because you know what? Let's, let's, let's just hear it. So from everybody, I would like to know, right. do you believe that Splatoon, Splatoon 3, when we're coming into it, does it need in-game voice chat for solo queue? Are we going to all say our answer? To the yes, count of three? I'll answer. Okay. All right. All one, right. two, three. No. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just bring nuance into a sports debate, dude? What do you come mean? on, this, come this, on, this come on dude. Maybe. You know what? You have to go first uh, because you said maybe. I got my Let's go. Well, I have my re I have my reason. So like, I'm a sick person, all right? Because I make content, and I'm just thinking. Do you know how funny it would be to listen to people rage while I'm playing? Little, little, little <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, on my casual sessions when I'm not even streaming, not doing anything, and I'm just playing, I'm gonna turn, I'm turning voice chat off. But on stream, that would be so funny. It's, <laughs> it's free. It's free content, it's, man. It's so it writes cool. itself. <laughs> no, bro. Like all I can imagine is, hey guys, we're about to we're about to antagonize Kiver today. Get ready. We're about to. I'm going into his lobbies, and I'm gonna tell. Like, like, like they have the clout, the clout chaser YouTuber getting like, "Hey guys, here today is our new video, and we're going to antagonize putts to make him say man milk." No, bro. imagine, imagine Charger Weekend only with voice chat. <laughs> All right, you can continue, dude. I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but you can continue. You're so fast, it'll be so funny. <laughs> like, Why are all you guys being judged? I can't. Like, it'll be amazing, dude. You, um, can, you can continue. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, like, like okay, so like maybe if you're playing, I mean, I think voice chat is good. Um. For this game, it might be a little bit hard because it's like you're only playing five minute games on mm -hmm. sometimes even less than that. So it's like, you know, what's really the like, is there really a point? I mean, I guess you could, but it's like you're switching to another person every five minutes and it might get a little bit like ooh, jarring. I don't yeah. know. Jarring, yeah. Um, so that's that kind of, that it kind of makes me question if it really needs it. I mean, I wouldn't mind it to be honest, as long as like you have the option to turn it off and not having to listen to anyone. Knowing Nintendo, yeah, knowing Nintendo, of course. Um, but I mean, it would be nice if we had like better, like just being able to open up the map and like ping where we want people to be. I think that would be good still, just like just something like that. Like, 
they have this in they have this in Fortnite, obviously. So <laughs> so just being able to ping just a place on the map. All right, do this, and it could be like you ping it, and it it has like a little message: we are defending here, we are pushing here, we get special something like. I think stuff like that would be really helpful. Um, do I think it needs it? Not really. Maybe. That's why I said maybe. <laughs> uh, would I want it? I wouldn't mind because it'll be funny and I think it'll be, you know, <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> so. See, I want, like, the, the, what you're talking about is the exact reason why I don't want it. Like, it's the 110% the reason why I don't want it because I said this. I was like, yo, in a perfect world, it would be like, hey, man, can you go, like, forward with the Rainmaker? Like, or, like, I'll, you know what? I'll get on tower, go forward. Or say, for instance, hey, like, guys, if we go hit left, it would be a great idea. But I know that is not how it's going to work. I, I, yeah. I just see it in my head. And, like, and, the, and the thing is, for me personally, I'm a person when I am playing anything with voice chat, it's automatically what for like Apex, turn it off. I, I automatically turn it off. Once I hear, <laughs> turn it off. I turn it off. I turn my mic off. What even was that? It's it's the you know you know you, you never heard the you never heard the gargling sound of somebody. Hey guys, oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm turning it off. I'm turning it off. <laughs> true, 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 true. I'm turning it off. I'm sorry. I like I literally will not. I I I just I. You know, I, I, especially me, like if I'm playing a voice chat with people, streams are different. I say this all the time, but if I'm playing a voice, I'm just going to be like, Hey, here you go, please. Or I'll just turn it off automatically. Like, I don't want to hear anybody. I'm being very honest about that. So I'm very, and also I'm not going to lie. One of the biggest reasons why I don't want it. And this is actually really being serious. Like this game is a game. Like I understand that like, yes, people are going like anybody can hop onto this game. You can find, you know, people like that on Fortnite. I'm not okay with like getting into a VC with like little kids. I'm not gonna lie to you. True. That's one of the biggest reasons for me. And I'm gonna stick to that. Like I will say that when I first got into Splatoon, I didn't realize how many kids got into this game. And I met a, a group of kids on a, a Reddit group and got into a discord and not that I didn't know they were kids at the time. And then I got in and they were like, I, I heard a bunch of squeaking. I was like, I'll see y'all later. Left the discord, left everything. I was just like, I'm too old for this. Goodbye. And I just like automatically for me, I was just like one of those people. I will literally only play on teams with people that were 18 and up. And sometimes it was hard. I understand that. But yeah, so I want to stay away from it as far as possible. But Prodigy, go ahead, because I see I see you grinning. But go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to grin at this whole go, topic. Go ahead. Gosh, where to start? Oh, um. <laughs> Uh, so I, I pre I'm going to preface this that I come, I have, I have two bi biases, biases, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I have two of those, whatever that word is coming into this one. I grew up in the pits of halo two online. So there is basically nothing that anyone could say to me now that one, I haven't either heard before or two is worse than what I have heard being told to me online. Second, I'm going to view this primarily from the context of an even esports and, and competitive side of things um, rather than a solo queue experience, right? So the reason why I say yes or reasons is because anything that is a lower barrier to entry is better. Right now, if you want to compete in Splatoon 2 at the highest levels, unless your name is Ant, 
you have to have the ability to communicate with your team and voice chat and have game audio playing at the same time. You are at a severe disadvantage competing in those circumstances uh, or without both of those things in that circumstance, right? Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a tech barrier. That's ultimately is what it is. It's a tech barrier. It requires extra technology to make that stuff happen. And it creates a situation where you're playing at a disadvantage if you don't have that tech. Native voice chat solves that, right? Con um, in the context of uh, things like playing uh, ranked solo and stuff like that, um, I would... I also make this argument on the under the assumption that Nintendo would have the option to churn off the voice chat if that's something you want. It would blow my mind if Nintendo ever implemented voice chat without having the ability to like mute or turn it off or whatever, because that, I don't know, that would just be crazy if Nintendo ever did something and, like, and made a decision of that nature. So I'm, I'm working under the assumption that there would be the ability to turn it off. And on top of that, I still don't think that having voice chat integrated doesn't mean we shouldn't have better ping systems and the game too. Like, I think of League of Legends is a really good example of this. League of Legends, you can play a voice chat or you can um, just use the ping system. Like, that's perfectly fine. You can do that when in Counter-Strike. You can do that in Valorant. Like, all the good modern games right now have both. They're not mutually exclusive things, right? Um, and honestly, it's just a, it's, it's just about being modern. Like, having a modern game requires voice chat and if you don't have it you fit on, on an on an online competitive environment where you're incentivized you're like you're the main reason you're playing this game is to play with your teammates against other people to not have voice chat just tells you that you're not in the modern world so those are kind of like the basic level of things and like i get it no one wants to be yelled at um, and also to be quite frank, I'm going to poke some people's egos here. A lot of people don't want voice chat because they actually believe they're right in all those games that they lose. Actually, a lot of people are at, at flaws. Like they're, they're, um, it's their mistakes too. Like they're not, they're not innocent. They're not saints. Not everyone plays perfectly all the time. So not accepting or not having voice chat makes mistakes. So they don't have to deal with those type of things. They don't have to actually reflect upon themselves because someone isn't telling them to, to you know, that, that you did something wrong. So like there's there is some bias towards the other side there, but um, I mean at the end of the day that's like that's where I come from, and I think that as long as there's tools to make it so your voice chat system isn't a necessity, but is something that is there that is gives you a lower barrier to do the things that you want to do, okay, and that's how the system is built. Then yes, it is it is needed because that's it. It kind of blows my mind that a primarily online 4v4 game doesn't currently have that. Your reasoning is right, but I'm going to let nine go. I know. <laughs> nine go. I, uh, so my, I guess the foundation of why I said no earlier, rather meek no, I might add, but a no mm. nonetheless, um, is that I am not convinced that VC would that voice chat would improve Splatoon's solo queue as much as some people want to believe it was. And so I try to look at it from that perspective and weigh, you know, the bad versus the good, essentially. So the reason why I don't think that it brings quite as much good is Dude actually hit on a great topic I hadn't even considered, the shortness of the games, um, in the sense that 
that's that alone is not enough of a reason to say VC won't work, but you know, there is something to be said for the quickness of Splatoon games and also the size of teams, where if two people on your team yes. have opted to remove voice chat, then only two people get to voice chat. I mean, there will be an advantage, but I'm not convinced that that... I, I'm not convinced that with only four people on a team being able to turn off your own VC... Like if 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 seven like if nine games out of ten it's going to be you by yourself or one other person, I'm not convinced that the VC really makes much of a difference for the average solo queue player, which is I guess who I'm kind of looking at here. And then the other thing is that I think that before VC can even come into the equation, matchmaking would need to change drastically. Mm -hmm. um, and that I think is the single biggest reason that I don't want to see VC. Um, and I know that this is a have your cake and eat it too scenario, mm -hmm. but you know, I, the fact of the matter is when you queue up, there might be six different languages being spoken. Um, yes. and I imagine that it's very likely that you're going to run into a, you know, a host of Japanese players when the majority of the player base is Japanese and, you know, that can open up a whole other can of worms, but at the center of it all is the fact that it's not going to be as effective and I think that those are some of the decisions that are kind of getting weighed now is, you know, will this markedly improve the experience for the average solo queue player? And I agree with Prod's, you know, with Prod's premise of you need to be able to VC in this game. And the fact that what the average consumer is able to access does not give them that the ability to train that skill rather in a real time sense I think is a significant disadvantage. So maybe there's an in-between where there's native VC built in for league battles or, or mm. something along those lines or private battles. You know, I mean, maybe there's an in-between zone here where if you really want to VC with people, you have the ability to do so. Maybe there's better ways to chat if you meet people online to VC with them. And of course, as everyone said, a much more robust ping system. Um, but with the architecture of how the game is currently set up, um, I'm not sure that plopping VC in as we all interpret VC would go over very well. I agree. And I agree with, okay, I'll, I'll be fair. I do agree with Prodigy also. I mean, these are things I already knew. It's not like anything that I, I disagree with. It's not anything that like, I just feel like is the same way that, that nine feels personally for me with a game like Splatoon, I feel like they would stay away from it. I would be okay with just like the commands, like, you know, command pings, if they are able to like have better options. There's two other buttons on the on the D-pad like they can use. Like for me personally, I would rather that route and then maybe adding something to League where like people can like, you know, talk in it. Obviously, yes, I would love to be able to talk to certain people in a match. And if they did that, that would be great because sometimes, yes, saying like, hey, yo, could you paint the zone? Could you do this? But then also worrying about the language barriers because you do fill into Japanese lobbies, people in the in the, um, the EU. So they would have to figure out how to do that. And how do you do that without like hurting your player base? Because we all know that Splatoon doesn't really have the biggest player base ever. So what would be their, their, their best option? So I, I agree with both sides. I'm just going to say no, because as I said before, I hear putts. I'm pressing seven and I like putts. Don't get me wrong, but I'm pressing whatever <laughs> button I have to, to like, you know, turn it off for that time being. Um, that's just me. And I, I, and I think like, 
I think just to be clear, like this doesn't have to be you either either for this or against it. Like, I, you know, you can obviously be like dudes, maybe, but like, like I could say that voice chat is required. But my ideal voice chat system would be now voice chat for solo, voice chat for people that you do league with, and voice mm -hmm. chat for private battles. Yeah, all I agree with integrated, that. not requiring some stupid phone app or like <laughs> Discord or something like that. You know what I mean? I like, agree with you. Like, and like, I know everyone wants, I know, I know a ton of people bring up the example of like, well, I don't want to get called names. I don't want to deal with little Tim Tim. I don't want to be called slurs, which are all completely Reasonable. valid things. Yeah, they are, you know, uh, to be, to be worried about, but like, just because voice chat is in something doesn't mean you have to be subjugated to those things if done well. And if there's one thing Nintendo does well, it is protecting their players. Honestly, more so to the point where it's like they almost are hindering them. Hindering, yeah, but, you're right. You're right. But that's that's the reason why I'd be surprised if there wasn't some sort of like, quote unquote, like quality control to their implementation of, of, of VC. I will say, and I do agree because I saw you type it, that it would allow more people to understand or get into competitive a lot more people would actually probably be like because say for instance there's like little things that people would just say that like hey if you pay attention to how the you know little things where the rainmaker goes somebody could be like oh wow i didn't realize that jump was there before and now that i know it it actually could help out or like say for instance if they never knew about competitive and they were just like you know looking into it somebody was like yo you're a decent player you should like look into it yeah it actually could help out a little bit so I do agree with both sides. I do agree that like, you know, VC does help. So, but we do need to move on from this topic because I don't want to hold up because we do have one bigger portion still, even though it doesn't seem like it. But I, I um, by the way, Prodigy, the, uh, the, the Twitch poll won. So it was not. So That's always going your, on, your, your, um, your reasoning was invalidated. So the whole argument that you made was just you know, thrown out the window. Give me, give Twitch me chat. a Twitch poll, Twitter poll, YouTube poll, TikTok poll, Splatoon Amino, if that's still a thing, poll. How many, how many polls is it going to take before you finally just give up? Like, how many Give do me we one published in Nature. All right, then we'll talk. <laughs> give me one and sell. Nature. Science. There's, there's some authors on there, you know? Give me, give me someone that actually is going to slap their name to, to their the credibility of their work then we'll talk so i just have to get anybody so you mean i can just pay somebody and then that's it get came out to run a poll he's he's really good about that stuff wow okay <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll, we'll move on too, too many people are gonna think i'm way serious about this i am not i'm completely joking I'm... <laughs> all right we're gonna we're gonna move on i'm sorry but uh we do have to move on to the next topic uh, just to let you guys know, this was one of the biggest things that's coming up, and I know we're all excited about it. E3 is around the corner. What is it, June 12th? Right? Week of yeah. So yep. E3 is around the corner. You guys know what that means. I will say that this is probably the, the for a while for me. I'm actually excited for E3. It hasn't been like even when I went there, I was excited to go, but I I haven't been like truthfully excited for like you know presentations that are coming up and what could possibly happen and especially because it's like on the nintendo side so like i have to ask you guys do you guys care about anything else besides splatoon yes. i mean yeah honestly <laughs> i like i get like okay i know splatoon 3 is gonna probably gonna be at e3 but mm -hmm. there's so many other things too like that have been rumored like 
cause breath of the wild 2 or a i mean i don't play smash but that's that's something that people are probably gonna look forward to <laughs> uh, <laughs> um a mario kart 9 may be rumored or something mm-hmm. like that i mean I don't know what's going to be at E3, but I feel like I'm going to be surprised by something else that's also going to be there. Uh, so, personally, I'm really excited. If we, even if we don't get any uh, Splatoon 3 news, I am I feel like I'm still going to like leave the C3 and be like, you know, that was pretty sick, because we really don't know what's happening uh, for the next half of the year, and no. the whole bunch of 2022, so it's like, you know we're about to find out really mm-hmm. yeah i think this is one of the first years in a while where like everybody goes into every e3 thinking yeah new metroid new smash character new zelda new mario kart new fire emblem but i think this is one of the few e3s where there might be something to that yeah. i don't think we're gonna get all of those but mm-hmm. like we know breath of the- we're due for breath of the wild news we know it in the last direct um Alnuma even came out and said hey we've got some like We'll be sharing more details. We don't have anything for you right now. Please be paid. So, like, he's clearly said we have more details that we'll share eventually. There has to be more Metroid Prime 4 news eventually. Like, it has to happen. Um, <laughs> Smash has two fighters left. If you're not going to reveal them at E3, like, when, when? are you going to? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So, I think there's real reason to be excited. Of course, Splatoon 3, more news for that. Shin Megami Tensei 5 is going to have more news. So, like, there's a bunch of heavy hitters, and that's without even, like, addressing the looming shadow of a new Switch that has regained yep. Steam, apparently, for the 50th time. But, like, I mean, I think there's real reason to be exceptionally excited about this E3, and I'm usually someone who tempers my expectations, Same. but I'm I'm letting myself open up a little bit here. I feel like a kid again, getting ready to watch, like, G4 TV. I'm not, I'm not lying. Do you, do you think it helps that the fact that there wasn't an E3 last year? So we so we had that we've mm. had a drought, right? That might be it. So I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So so my opinion is that um, just as I, I think I think we're gonna have a big E three. I think it's because of COVID, because okay. so many things got delayed, so many things got pushed back, so many things that were probably were supposed to be announced already that maybe haven't. And then when you restructure things, when you kind of go okay now we're getting ready to like show something but then you're getting contacted and be like yeah we want to do e3 this year and then so now it's like something that would have been shown off like you know at the end of what 2020 like if you something that would have shown off in december 2020 originally but got delayed so it wasn't ready to be shown off until like march of this year but now e3 is coming up like that type of stuff like i think that's when you're going to start to see like um a pretty big year on top of the fact that like nintendo in general Usually they have a good year and then a really bad year and then a good year and then a really bad year. That's kind of what their history at E3 has been like mm-hmm. for, for quite a while now. Last year obviously was a pretty dry year. Um, I think it was going to be a pretty dry year regardless of whether COVID happened or not because it was supposed to be a down year for them if they were to follow that trend. But yeah, I mean, we haven't heard Metroid news in a while. We're due for Zelda news. Uh, we haven't heard anything about Bayonetta in a long time. Long time, um, yeah. We know for a fact that Monolith Software, the, the group that does um, Xenoblade and has helped out with a lot of the other uh, mainline Nintendo games, they were hiring for a new game right after Xenoblade 2 came out. And uh, so, like, that's been a few years now. Like, they're a Splatoon. Like, I, 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 would, I would be surprise if we did not see more splatoon stuff simply because oh, of how yeah. big of a game that is in japan like 
Splatoon in Japan is bigger than Zelda. It's probably bigger than Metroid. It's bigger than all these other things that they have. So like the only things that are really going to top are like Pokemon, which has already mm-hmm. been done, um, Mario Kart, or any sort of other mainline Mario games. So like unless they're going to release like another like 3D Mario game, like there's really nothing that's really going to be super specific for the Japanese audience besides Splatoon. Unless again, there's some sort of big shocker. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be a big year, and that's that's just talking about like mainline games. That's not talking about indie games. That's not talking about third party games. I think it's going to be pretty big. Okay. All right, I, I, you guys said everything I w- would love to say about this. One of the things I did want to talk about, if we're talking about, like, you know, what do we think the, you know, main event is going to be this year? What do you think is going to take up most of the time for Nintendo this year at E3? Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I would say if, if they have Breath of the Wild, anything ready for Breath of the Wild, I think it's going to be... If they don't do like a direct and a one more thing at the end, like if it's more of a Nintendo Treehouse approach, like absolute one hundred billion percent Breath of the Wild, unless Odyssey two gets announced. <laughs> you're really good. You're hanging you know. on to that one. You're, you're hanging on to that. Hey, three D Mario is one of the few things that I, can like I, challenge. I can, that Zelda. would be that would be huge. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'm happy for you, all of you guys that will in- enjoy your whole main event of Breath of the Wild because I will be asleep. But I'll leave that alone. I won't get onto that on this podcast because <laughs> I'm your number one Breath of the Wild hater. So uh... to 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 give some context, I just I just googled um, the top selling Switch games in Japan, an article that was published in March of this year. So fairly recent mm-hmm. data. Number one, Animal Crossing. Yeah, Makes of sense. course. Number two, Smash Bros. Makes sense. Number three, Pokemon. Makes sense. Yep. Number four, Splatoon 2. Yeah. So unless we're getting a new Animal Crossing's game, (laughs) or I guess technically an expansion or DLC or something like that. That's probably going to be there. We already know we're going to be getting Smash characters, or at least something related to Smash. Definitely. Pokemon's already happened. Like the next big thing is Splatoon. So I, again, I would be really, really shocked if Splatoon's not there. I guess you could make the argument that maybe they do have a new Mario Kart or a new 3D Mario that they're going to show off, and that's going to take, the, you know, take the show. But yeah, and like, and to to give it to give it context, Splatoon two number four is three point seven million, and that's probably just only um, physical copies. That probably doesn't include digital copies. Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is probably the best selling Zelda ever in Japan, one point seven. Hmm. So over double Zelda, and that which is kind of crazy. Us too. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm. Yeah, I think the right. the real thing is just what they have of Platoon Three. That's I think the thing that we're all kind of wondering too, because that yeah. I know we've all watched that video a few times. That was pretty like I'm not gonna say close to being done build or anything like that, but I was genuinely impressed with what yep. all they showed in that trailer. Like that thing is like humming it's yeah. moving along it's spitting fire dude yeah, yeah i i'm ready to see some uh I, I think that we're gonna see a lot of e3 personally or whatever they're gonna do because you know nintendo loves to do their own type of things but uh, probably around the same time they're gonna do something but what are the odds like how are you guys feeling like you know one out of ten how are you guys feeling about a switch pro announcement 10 out of 10 10 out of 10, 10, out of 10. nine it's on you nine out of ten I'm, go- I'm going nine out of ten. Also, I'm going nine out of ten. I don't want to be. I don't want to be disappointed. So, I- I'm wondering, did you guys catch that the, the tweet from um, Oatmeal Dome? Is that what made you guys like so 
like sure about it? Uh, I saw the tweet, but I was already pretty sure before it. Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put the tweet in the chat also just so people can see it, but Oatmeal Dome did tweet out about the Switch Pro. More info from Bloomberg via not gonna do that to myself. Nintendo is aiming to replace the current um, 299 Switch model with the, the enhanced model. The release window is this fall and the announcement may be very soon. I'm honestly skeptical about the release window considering ongoing chip shortage. Will Nintendo be able to acquire enough chips? Probably the most hard to get will be enhanced Tegra SOC to meet demand. Or will it be PlayStation 5 Electric Boogaloo? Also, I should note that enhanced model is said to replace the current model, but also have a higher cost, according to this article. And so that final tweet there, that final bit is why I'm only 9 out of 10. Okay. Because whenever it is meant to replace the new model, and this is actually something that I've been chatting with a few of my friends about, it is such a scary proposition when you have a console that still sells as well as the Switch does. Yep. To declare that it is a replacement and eventually something will come after the switch like it's inevitability no matter how well it's selling something will come out but like splatoon 3 like being on the switch like maybe it's going to be one of those games that can be played on both but i think that with all of the big games coming out right now it does seem like a really risky like proposition if any of these new games that they're announcing right now are only for that new console like and that's like scary now i still said nine out of ten because it's guys it's been like four years it's like consoles only stay around so long, so long. and it, they've yep. they've publicly stated that you know they still see a lot of life cycle for the switch so i guess there's just a lot of and you know maybe that could just be pr speak i don't really know but there's still so many like presumed heavy hitters for the switch that i almost wonder when they're finally gonna pull the plug on developing their new AAA games for the switch and i think that's really kind of like the big the, the i guess really the big point is like that's kind of the if it's if it's not a new enough switch that you can develop vastly more powerful games on what does it bring to the table but at the same time if you can only develop games that can still be played on the switch like it's either you're isolating or you're hamstringing yourself. And like, that's always the curiosity I've had with it. But there are enough heavy hitters on the horizon that maybe now they can say, hey, you want Breath of the Wild 2? Get our new Switch. You want Metroid Prime 4? Get our new Switch. And if there are enough heavy hitters, then I think people will do it. My, myself probably included. Just, just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's one of those things where like, I'm sorry to say, Nintendo knows that they have one, some of the most loyal fan bases, and like people say that, like, oh, I'm not gonna do it. They'll be there. They put Pokemon. They put a new yeah, Pokemon sure. on it. They'll be like, you know, how much money did you say it was? I may give you an extra two hundred dollars on top of that. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You know, you know how Nintendo fans are. So that's all I'm saying. They all say like, oh man, I really don't want to pay for it, but they put they put like you know you put a new Mario game behind that. You put like you put like four games behind that. They're running, I, I like sprinting almost to it. So that's all I'm going to say on that one. But we'll move on because they, they are, again, it's all rumors. So we don't know, but there is something coming. It's in the pipeline. Last thing I did want to, go ahead, go ahead. I do want to add one, uh, one of my some thoughts here though, is that 
I, the reasons why I think it's a 10 out of 10 is because if you look at the historical timeline of how Nintendo handles specifically their mm-hmm. handheld offerings, going all the way back to like the original OG Game Boy, like Game Boy Color, or the Game Boy, then the Game Boy Pocket, and then the Game Boy Color, and, the, and like you know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The Game Boy Advance, then you had the 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 better version, the SP, but then you also had the inferior version, the Micro. Yeah. And then you have the DS. You have you have the DS, the, and then um, DS Lite. DS Lite. Like, there's all these different versions where they eventually, so they come off the base one, then they come off the, the cheaper, less powerful version, and yep. then the more expensive, more powerful version. Same thing with 3DS. You have the 3DS, and the 2DS, then the 3DS Pro, or whatever it's called. Like, the 3DS Plus, or whatever. Like New 3DS. Yeah, that that whatever whatever <laughs> naming convention. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but that's so like to me, it, it makes sense. You have the switch, then you had the switch light or whatever it's called that is doesn't do the docked mode. So now like a switch pro makes sense. And I and, and on top of that, all of the articles before said like there's a new switch version coming out. Like they never specifically said it's going to be like a pro. And it only wasn't until we got more specific details where stuff started coming out where we got, oh, there's a new version of Switch, but it's going to be the Switch Lite, and it's not going to dock. And here's going to be like the price point. Here's the time window. This article from, from uh, what is it, Bloomberg, mm-hmm. saying specifically, oh, it's going to be this. It's designed to replace this. This is a launch window, and it's actually specifically to be a more powerful version. There's way more details in this than a lot of the other articles that we've seen about, like a new Switch model is coming. Okay. I mean, oh, oh, by the way, I saw this on Twitter. I forgot who tweeted it. Are we down for the name Super Nintendo Switch? <laughs> I'm not sure. going to lie. I thought it was a good name. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so we can. Good. <laughs> I mean, so if Smash and Splash ever comes back, we can bring our SNS to SNS. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> You're not proud of that, are you? Shoot your shot, you know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, but you know. I uh, I like the name. I, I I think I think for people, it's it's one of those names that I think that people um, in the gaming sphere well, it'll resonate with. But then if you got if you ask ask the mom and pop to go buy their 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 kid, yes, I get it. System, they're gonna get confused, just like at the. If, the Wii and the Wii U. God, what a biggest mistake. That was horrible. Ever. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> but, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So I just want to move on from that one. Gosh, man. But I just want to move on from that one. The last thing I did want to bring up is the fact that, you know, just bring up with this last prediction. Do you think that we'll get a test of fire that weekend or that week? Forceful soon. I'm like 60%. I mean, I think it'll be, I feel like it's not out the picture, mainly because it's like, like usually during, I mean, we've only had two games, obviously, but during the E3s, there's, there's been a demo for Splatoon, and then the game came out, I'm talking about the first one, the first Splatoon, there was a demo for Splatoon in 2014, then the game came out in 2015, so, I mean, with that specific thing, I feel like the same thing to happen with Force Splatoon 3 is not completely out the picture. Like, it's it still could happen. And considering, like, we're in COVID time and, of course, no one can go anywhere and, like, not, not you know, during E3, you'd want to try out games and all that type of stuff. It'd be a good... You might as well just 
utilize the whole online kind of thing and just make online demos of games and they could do that for splatoon 3 if they really wanted to so it could be like super early alpha or beta or however far it is but you know i feel like it's not something they can't do like now okay nine so uh some quick googling tells me that uh typically the test fires come out the same year so i will say that i do not think we will get a global test fire that week okay i do not however think that the announcement and a named date of a global test fire is out of the picture but i think that that is all contingent on us getting a splatoon 3 release date i do not think we will get a global test fire until the release date is known so I, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I think it's a possibility we get a date. The only reason I'm not like all the way no is the Nogami factor, because <laughs> he dropped Octo Expansion on us tomorrow. Like, at yeah. E3, said Octo Expansion is available, boom, tomorrow. And like everyone yep, just kind of went crazy because we were blindsided. So there's that factor, but I think that... I, I'm assuming that Splatoon 3 will be a summer 2022 release. And if that's the case can't see us getting a test fire a whole year in advance yeah i gotta i gotta echo a lot of thoughts that nine has um in the sense that like i think it really comes down to what time frame they're targeting and basically i think it's way too early for the game to be a summer of this year launch um i think that would be incredibly optimistic and historically the game has not been slotted into a holiday release window which basically means it's either going to be that late winter, spring, or summer uh, slot like for, for a game launch. What I could see them doing, and I think I would really love to see them do this, and they've kind of been dabbling in some of these things on the Switch in, in general, is buy like have a weekend where you can buy Splatoon 2 and get access, Splatoon 2 owners get access to the Splat 3 um, test fire. Other games have done this before, like Halo has done this before, and then some like other stuff. And I think that would be a really cool way to help, like if they're, if they're that far away, to really help people stay active and try out the game and, and the series while still getting a bunch mm-hmm. of people to play the test fire. That's fair. That's that's fair. I was gonna say no. I, I like I would love for it, like you know, just to drop a bomb out of nowhere and be like, "Yo, yeah." you guys can play it like all during this week and that would be amazing but for some reason in my mind i keep thinking august or i I don't know why but i I, like i keep thinking that like august would be like a perfect time for them to do it but that's like always what comes up in my head over and over again but it would be fire i'm not gonna lie to you would be fire if they just were like you can play it this week like are are you guys are you guys ready and literally i i just i would just my, my jaw would drop because i it would complete my like how amazing e3 would be this year for the first time in like forever so i'm gonna go with you know the no i, I feel like dude is probably the more optimistic but, but like I, I would go with the no for that one but so i'm just gonna say for now we're gonna end off here um i wanted to say thank you guys for talking about these topics tonight i think that we hit on a lot of good topics um again if you guys don't know this is going to be hopefully everywhere it will be up on youtube and i'm trying to work on getting it on spotify so look out for that um thank you guys for joining me today nine your chair is unbelievably creaky
Yeah, or WD-40. <laughs> you gotta take care of. <laughs> so just to sound off on all of this, uh, we'll start with Dude. Just uh, shout yourself out. Let people know where to find you. Of course, everybody knows where to find you. But please, just, you know, entertain it. Uh, you can find me on that SLB2 dude, the app right on the bottom right of my webcam on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and anywhere else. I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, yeah. and Prodigy, go ahead. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Dr. Prodigy, all spelled out, no abbreviation. And on Twitch, you can find me. Dr. Prodigy, abbreviated Dr. 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 Prodigy. Um, and that's basically it. I don't, I don't do much of stuff anywhere else these days. And nine. Yeah, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash N-E-G-U-S slash subscribe. And then you can also find me on Twitter at, uh, at TudosSRL. <laughs> Y'all know where to find nine. <laughs> Come on, man. Yo, so I just wanted to say to you guys, um, look out for these. We will be doing these at least once a month. Uh, again, please, if you can, let people know, man. Go out there on Twitter. Say how much you like you like this podcast with nine, dude, and prodigy. Let people know. Say that, like, yo, this was this was dope. It was a dope idea. We have got on some dope conversations. And as I said, look out for it. We will have more. We will be back. And I appreciate all of you guys, man. Have a great night and catch you guys later.